Okay, okay, let's do this. Yes. Okay, right, sorry. Right. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. <clears throat> Don't blow your wad before we even start. Yeah, <laughs> save it for the show. This is Meredith, the MBH Van Harn in the Michigan studios in Detroit, and this show has everything. Royal talk, Oscar talk, lady talk. In honor of Women's History Month, we've kicked Bobby to the curb and summoned the coven for a show about some of our favorite and least favorite things about our lives as women. Because in the immortal words of Tina Fey, we can all agree that this is a great time to be a lady in America, and not just because of that new yogurt that makes you poop. That's the second half of that quote, you guys. I don't think I knew that. I had to look it up. Uh, I hardly need to introduce the coven at this point, but I'll do it anyway, and I'll do it in random order. So in middle-aged momish studios in Austin, Texas, keeping you on your toes, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Hi, guys. Yeah, being a lady is just fucking fantastic. It's so much fun. <laughs> Uh, and in Girl Scout Central Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and then, of course, you never go last, Anne, so that's why I made you go last. Um, in Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne the Mastermind, Lundholm. Woohoo! At least I don't have to get permission from my husband to open a <laughs> bank account anymore. <laughs> Yay! Yay! You've come Progress. a long way, baby. <laughs> um, today... On the show, we've got some small talk for you, including some cursed subjects that we may or may not be allowed to talk about. Um, We're going to dig into the mailbag and learn about your favorite movies from the Carolinas or Georgia. Medium talk is going to involve some lady health topics, and we're going to have a Tishy Recommends as usual, a shameless Amazon plug of the week. We'll do some housekeeping and let you know how you can get involved with the show. So for small talk... Hillary, yes. this is the subject that, that everyone is talking about this week, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Christy and I have talked a lot about this. <clears throat> we will let you in to our discussion. So I actually was thinking this morning I woke up and I was briefly sad that I wasn't looking forward to the Megan and Harry interview anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched like- it this morning before recording just because of that. Are you serious? It's like a book where you're like, oh, I wish I could read that for the first <laughs> yes. time again. Yes. yes. Wow. On I the was- night it happened, I watched it twice because <laughs> I'm in this like really nerdy um, Royal Lovers Facebook group and someone on the East Coast did a Zoom and the uh, oh, live streamed. Wow. <laughs> I haven't watched it any times at all mm-hmm. and I don't really care. So I'm going to let you guys no. do this. Okay. It was, it, it went beyond the hype. Like I was hyped oh up gosh. for it, but I really thought. The, well, all they, the good uh, stuff was going to be in the ads. Yes. Although I will say they do. Um, Oprah and her production company, Harpo, the name mm-hmm. of her husband and a color <laughs> purple. Um, uh, he, uh, he, they did a really great job of previewing it. You know, it made it seem like, oh my God, this is going to be big, but didn't actually give that many quotes. It was mostly yep. Oprah saying, wow, or, right. are you serious? Yeah. Just um, over reaction shots to convey what a oh bombshell this was going to be. Well, they're yes. they're good for memes. I mean, I've got oh, oh my god, there was memes seconds after it <laughs> the memes it was so great. <laughs> the memes were fantastic, um, but uh, yeah, it just 
None of it is surprising. I think as Oprah said the next day, she was not surprised at these accusations of racism. It was no. just that they were that they talked about it. Yeah, um, she was surprised that they actually said it out loud. And it just it, I don't know, it was you know, it's a combination of having Megan who is an actress, but she is very she's good on camera. She's really good on camera and she's good at I mean, I know some people find her like fake, but she's good at coming off, you know, sympathetically and mm-hmm. being kind of organic or whatever and you can tell that it was I mean it was seems kind of awful like it seemed like it was an awful thing that she went through and I you know I know people are saying well she would had money she should have known what she was getting into but I don't know if you would ever know I what don't you think were Americans into. know what they're getting I think we know a little bit now yeah. but like when she was saying like oh I grew up in in LA I see celebrities and she just kind of thought that that's what it was like or how the first time there which Harry should be in trouble for this. On the way to meet the grandmother, he said, do you know how to curtsy? Well, not no one knows how to curtsy just like out of like, you know what I mean? And yes. I guess for him, like everyone knows how to. Yeah. And, and she's like, well, why would I have to do that at your grandmother? And she thought that it was just like something you do out in public, which I, I maybe I thought that too until I saw the crown. I know I was going to say in the crown, everybody's curtsying or bowing or whatever, but they believe um, that shit. Uh, yep. Yeah, they do. They do. And it's, you know, I've had some disagreements with people. Um, and I, like my position on the Royals now, and as somebody as of a Royal watcher, somebody who has really been kind of invested in this family, I do believe it all it is is for tourism. I mean, that's really what they're good for at this point. They don't make laws. You know, she has ceremonial, the queen has ceremonial um, positions, whatever. but yeah, but she's not, um, she she doesn't make laws. She's not in charge. So the the thing that really stood out is how they just, they did the same with Diana. They don't recognize the power that this person has or could have and then sort of destroy them because mm-hmm. I believe the old school thought about the royalty is it's not the person, it's the institution or the mm-hmm. firm. And they don't want any one person to rise above it. But I think Harry said it, best a little bit is like why wouldn't you want this woman who is of mixed race to be a representative of the royal family where the commonwealth is largely not 70 percent yeah yeah but Uh, you know but all the people of other races are in london no i mean africa Oh, Africa, I'm not. Ta- India? I'm not talking about British Commonwealth countries. Oh, well, that's. I'm talking. About I think that's England. what she meant. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. for sure. You mean like so? You're like in Manchester or like whatever in the north of England. Yeah, there's no black people up there. I no, mean, there no, are, but sure. there aren't. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. a diverse place. And no, so no, you're right. Your yeah. your hub to have the outward facing royal palace as a mixed race woman. You know, a lot of racists there. There are. Sure. I mean, I. Um, at my old Nobody job. Nobody in Africa cares about the royals. <laughs> well, I think, you know, they always say like, oh, we're going to do these tours. You know, they go to mm-hmm. Australia or New Zealand or whatever. Like, sh- they, she should be a good representative. But it's, you know, they made drew comparisons of when Diana went to Australia sure. with Charles and she was the star. And it, like, pissed them off that she shines so brightly. Mm-hmm. They just, they move so slowly. But, um, no, I, I you know, I. We live, obviously America is extremely racist and we have our own um, set of problems. So I think when I was growing up, I used to always think, oh, like Europe is this bastion of, you know, 
liberalism progressive and thought, yeah. yeah progressive thought they, they have health care and you know all this stuff but i it's like a different strain of racism i mean it's all the yeah. same but it's just is it's so i don't know it's it's like in some ways like way more out there like it's like people are not afraid to it's not as coded i think it's more just like oh yeah but they're black so we don't want them around here and you're like wait yeah. what <laughs> but i um i used to work with this company at my old company and there was a guy that was from England there that was lived in America. He was one of our contacts. And it was right when the wedding was happening. And we asked him, like, oh, are you excited about Meghan Markle? Like, that's kind of fun. It's, you know, a little bit different. And he said, how would you feel if your um, child brought home a black person to marry? <gasps> and we were like, fine. Uh, uh, bye. <laughs> I know. It was Why would I have any honestly oh. shocking to me? I was like, Does, do people think that like is that uh, anyway I bet a ton of a billion people Mm -hmm. think I know I mean I think I was just so naive to (sighs) it and you know I think um there's been a lot of articles about like how it's the one drop rule you know it's like Mm -hmm. she has you know she uh, I mean aesthetically she doesn't look you know she's not like she's not like super dark skin or anything not that that matters but it's like all that matters is she has like one drop of black blood in her Mm -hmm. and it makes Mm -hmm. her like it tarnishes her to them also i think that they were people um were able to like let her pass like oh she looks white until the wedding when she celebrated um, yeah. her blackness a lot and they just had it all out there and then people are like oh I do not like I this don't anymore want it like that, <laughs> and though. that's when all the bad stuff started coming out about her you know yeah yeah no I mean whatever I mean I think it was it well, the interview was great it was very 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 entertaining mm-hmm. and it was very you know I I actually think that it was maybe it'll be something that I don't think it's going to change the royal family, but it really makes people think a little bit about it. And I think that in America, especially, people are are, are reflecting a little bit more on their relationship to the royal family. Because, and it's hilarious that all of a sudden conservatives are like royalists now, right? <laughs> They're like, "How would you feel that you know, this is their industry? Their I mean, this is their, oh, they're racist. Yeah. We're with them. <laughs> I know right. exactly. But they don't know suddenly how to Ben feel Shapiro's about it. on their side. Yeah. Oh, totally, yeah. totally, totally." <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was really good. And I mean, bottom line, the memes were just fantastic. It's like all the, were you silent or were you silenced with the eyebrows? (laughs) And then there would be all these Twitter memes. It's like me talking to the lambs or, (laughs) or what about the latter is true. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was, it was, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't like to revel in her or their, um, misery, but. It was entertaining. It was the first time I felt definitely in in coronavirus times slash just in a long time that there was a monoculture thing, which is kind of fun Mm -hmm. to have, you know, where everybody is watching the one thing. Everybody's talking about the one thing. Mm -hmm. Almost everybody. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. I know. (laughs) The best was watching Twitter because... Every hour, a new set of people were using the hashtag. <laughs> and then in the morning when the British people got it, because though they just basically got a same the same feed as we got. So that's the uh, you've probably heard about or maybe you haven't um, people, uh, British people freaking out about our commercials because they're all like 
drug like those are the only people that could afford to advertise during it so they're all for medicine they're like why are people (laughs) advertising drugs on on tv that's something you hear from europeans about american tv all the time it's so gross so foreign yeah yeah it's illegal, I think, right? Yeah. To, yeah. Um, well, so then, direct marketing to consumers is not a great idea. No. <laughs> Their um, tweets were very. So everyone was like supporting, like the Americans, it seemed like, were supporting them a lot and just like in shock about it. And then in um, the hashtag in the morning was like, how dare they do that? You know? <laughs> so it was very different. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I said it was the mash finale of coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. it is the finale. I know. God. Um, I'm moving on and we will be brief on this because promise, it has not happened yet. But uh, on Monday, uh, early-ish in the morning, the Oscar predictions are coming out and it's Christy and my time to shine. <laughs> Our favorite so season. Christy, award cr- season. Award season. Christy has seen way, I mean, you've seen way more movies than I have. Yeah. Um, but we're going to just do some brief predictions of like, uh, I would say like, let's picture actor, actress okay. of what is going to be nominated. Mm-hmm. So Christy, you can, you can take it. Okay. I just put, um, I think one each movie, Nomadland and, um, Judas and the Black Messiah definitely mm-hmm. will be there or should, um, actor Chadwick Boseman will win. Yes. Um, for and sure. also be nominated and yeah. actress, um, Frances McDormand. I know, which is sort of crazy. At first I thought, I didn't think Frances McDormand would win because I thought, well, she won not that long ago. But mm-hmm. everybody says, I didn't Have you see seen billboards. it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Is it good? So good. Oh, my the, gosh. Okay, so I think I think um, for Best Picture, I actually think, yeah, No Man La- no Badland will probably win. I think there's like a case for A Promising Young Woman, which I have not mm-hmm. seen, but people are kind of like wowed by it um, or just sort of like shocked by it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, for actress, oh, Chadwick Boseman will definitely win mm-hmm. best actor. Like that's just going to happen. There's nothing else that's going to happen. Um, for actress, I think that Frances McDormand will win though. I have heard if Andrew, Andra, Andra Day gets nominated that she has like a chance because mm-hmm. I don't think the movie is so like great that I've heard. It's the United States versus Billie Holiday. Yeah. I have, but like she's sort of outstanding in it. And the only thing that knocks um, Frances McDormand is that she's won twice previously. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, so anyway, we'll see. I'll be, I used to, I, I think they might be a little bit later now, but I used to wake up so early to watch the <laughs> nominations, like, like a little kid. I'd be like, yes, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, but what we did want to say is we'll have a more in-depth once we yes. know the nominations and it's right before the yes. Oscars of who should win and who will win yes. like we did last year. Yes. And also have a live Facebook yes. thing like that that yeah. we did last year. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> See, guys, we were quick. We did it. We did it. Good job. <laughs> you guys should do a bonus pod for that. Uh, and then you We've can already talk talked about, about, about that. Yep. You can do it to your heart's content. <laughs> yeah. And not have to we, worry about keeping it short. <laughs> We were thinking, we're like, maybe we could have Hillary and Christie's Pop Culture Corner or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, like a 30, well, let's be honest, hour Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the mailbag then. Check and see. We have a few items to discuss. Uh, first, I think this is the most important thing to talk about. Email from our friend Bob Stein. Uh, <laughs> he says, re Meredith's bachelorette party. Uh, if you hire me for an extra fifty dollars, I promise I won't play my accordion clad only in a speedo. 
can't unsee oh, that thanks. one, can you? <laughs> I feel I feel blackmailed. That's a good way to start out my new life. Well, we there was some negotiation back and forth, and we compromised on sixty dollars. But he has to have the speedo plus black dress socks and those little sock garters. I can live with that. Oh man, Meredith, I can't wait. I mean, I, I- gotta <laughs> stop. I am not doing this. <laughs> Penis everything. Uh, Meredith, please note that I did not respond to that thread. (laughs) I am scared of your revenge. (laughs) I appreciate that. I'll I'll make a note of it. I ain't scared. (laughs) Uh, We got a note on Girl Scout Cookies from Emily. She says, Christy has confirmed my theory that Little Brownie Bakery is better at the classic Girl Scout cookies mm-hmm. than mince tagalongs, etc. But that ABC is better at the new ones, lemonades, toastiers, s'mores. I always feel like a stalker weirdo for recommending Twin City specific things to Anne. Please, Emily. Feel free. <laughs> but I'm still going to do it. We switched over to being an ABC region at some point and are currently in Girl Scout cookie season. One of the easiest ways to find them is to check for a table outside of a Cub Foods, especially on a weekend. I miss the good Thin Mints, but I got lemonades and toastiers this past weekend. Here's the thing. I don't like engaging with people in general, but random people in public, even ones who are selling cookies, I don't like. I don't like buying things sold by children on the street. Um, I don't want to have to look those girls in the eyes (laughs) um, because I'm scared of them. (laughs) And it's for the same reason in the Cub Foods when the Irondale wrestling team is fundraising and they're like, can we bag your groceries for you? I'm always like, nope, no, thank you. Because number one, I have a specific way. I like to do it and they do it wrong. And two, I hate standing there. Sort of just watching them slowly bag my groceries when I could be mm-hmm. getting on with my life. And so I don't, don't like interacting with children <laughs> in places of business. <laughs> I, well, I think that makes sense. I feel yeah. the same way. And so when we used to have to do booth sales, it was excruciating Ugh. for me. Mm. I, w- I would be like, I- I'm going to sit in the car because you have to have two parents, one to be there and one to like take over if they have to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, I'm the bathroom. I'm the bathroom parent. <laughs> You're like, fine, fine. I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing more cringy um, than having the kids count the change Ugh. especially when they're way younger like second grade and they're like fuck like they oh it was so bad i hear you ann but also it's weird that they're doing booth sales there we're not allowed to i don't know i mean not inside it's gonna be outside but yeah. i know but same they get i don't know they won't well, you're, let us- you're safer out there. Yeah, that's true. I think the change situation is better since they went to $5 a box, unless they've gone up again. So much better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when it was at $3 and $4, that was hard. Oh, yeah. Or when some were $4 and some were 3 and some were 5 like, Oh, no, 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 Just no, make no, it no, no, no. across the board. No. Yeah. No. You can't expect that of seven-year-olds to deal with that. This is the last weekend of Girl Scout cookies, and I'm so excited. It's done. I want my office back. I want my weekends back. Yep. All right. Continuing with letters, we got another note from Bob. Uh, re his uh, Carolina slash Georgia 
movies, which we'll get to more of yours in a moment. He says South Carolina, Prince of Tides, Georgia, Driving Miss Daisy. I wonder how mm. that holds up in these uh, days. Probably good, not great. Not great. Yeah. I've seen it not like super long ago for some reason. Like it was just on. I was like, oh, I remember liking this movie. I was a big Jessica Tandy fan when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like she was like she a part of our lives. Your demo. Yeah. Because we all, yes, exactly. we're all big <laughs> Jessica Tandy fans. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the it's not bad but it's very you know a little white savior ish you know but um but morgan freeman is a really good actor so he it he's really good at it but and jessica tandy's a really good actor but yeah it's like now i just think of the music like i just think of the score to it it's like Mm -hmm. yeah um but you know interesting Mm. regardless Maybe we can go back and rewatch that. Yeah. Thank you for that, Bob. All right. Last one is for um, our dedicated listener, Martinez, (laughs) who sent us a throw Uh, your phone that said, dear sir or madam, starting off well, (laughs) I am grateful for you checking this letter out. Please read this letter carefully since this is an urgent case. We are a Chinese domain registrar. Recently, we received the registration request from Cafe International Limited. What a name. Applying to register 10710 brand and domain names, which have same main body as your company's name. We send this letter to confirm with your company whether or not you authorize them to register those names. Please give me your thoughts, ASAP, so as to let us carry on. Thanks. Best regards, (laughs) Martinez Dow. Now, I did not. Let us carry on. I did not copy and paste the link that Martinez sent for us to click. (laughs) So, I mean, Christy, you have the most to do with the seven ten seven ten yeah. brand. Did you authorize mm-hmm. them to register those names? Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Is Martinez a, a, a good a, deal? A, traditionally, a Chinese first name. <laughs> I mean, is this the the Asian convention where the family name comes first? Mm. So, oh, maybe. Yeah, possibly, mm. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Uh, so I guess we'll have to see what kind of um, squatters show up on the different 10710 brand <laughs> domain names. What could possibly go wrong? I'll just give them our passwords and stuff. Right, exactly. Is that a bad yeah, thing? Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay, question of the week responses. Again, as we mentioned, that was what movie makes you think of the Carolinas or Georgia? Uh, Ellen, our South Carolina belle, was on top of this. She says, uh-oh, this one's going to make me mad. <laughs> Don't get me started on Kevin Costner and Bull Durham. Every man's like, they're like, if yeah. I was going to be gay, then... That, did you did you hear Mike Frizzell getting <laughs> indignant over yes. that comment? <laughs> uh, she says, agree with documentaries noted above. Shag the movie was a very niche representation of one part of South Carolina. Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil actually looks like Savannah. George Washington and all the real girls. The director did a bunch of North Carolina focused stuff. And then she says, I'll be back. <laughs> I love the threat. Yeah. Daniel says that. it's on the nose, but and then he posted a picture of the poster for Gone with the Wind. I'm really surprised that none of us I mean, I'm not it didn't even come up. No. Like it wasn't even like bandied about at all. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh yeah, duh. Yeah. I, I forgot mean, about that. It's not 
particularly complimentary to the South, no. but that's not really what the assignment was. It's what movie no. makes you think of the South. If it's yeah. overt yeah. racism and the Civil War, <laughs> then I would say well, that Gollum yeah. fits the bill. Yep. Uh, Charles says, Color Purple, Idlewild, ATL, Big Mama's House, Medea movies. You know, that's true. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. Yes. Those Medea yeah. movies. Good point. And also the uh, the savior of Meghan and Harry. Uh, mm. <laughs> he's the only one that provided security for it's them. It's so weird. It's so weird. Tyler Perry. Who I knew? Need, I had more questions about <laughs> I know, that. I did too. <laughs> Tyler Perry is an interesting guy. I, I have complicated feelings about him. Mm-hmm. Me too. And his relationships uh, towards women in general. But, you know, yep. whatever. That's for another time. Um, Kelly says Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. I mean, maybe we should have watched that, yeah. setting the Kevin spaciness of it aside. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Well, he plays creepy in it. So, mm-hmm. on the nose? I mean, we're not being asked to root for him. Right. Uh, Bree says, I know what you did last summer, set in a North Carolina fishing town, and Sarah Michelle Geller as the Croker Queen is classic. I think I've seen it, but I, don't, I was never into teen slasher movies. Me either. Me either. I, I hate jump scares more mm. than I can even explain mm. to you. So I, I just like, I can't. I mean, before I saw Get Out, I had to pre-read when the jump scares were. Because so I was like, I want to see this movie. I just that need wasn't to be prepared. too jump scary. It was wasn't. It? I just knew that there was going to be some because yeah. it's like integral to a horror movie to have at least a couple. And there's like three. And, and this I was- is happening in in Buffy. In I'm in the the last season of Buffy right now, and it's really scary. Mm-hmm. It's getting really creepy and really jump scary, and we watch it right before bed, and I'm always hiding under the covers. Mm. Oh, no. Oh you got to be careful with that. That's going to get some weird dreams in the mix. I know. Uh, Amanda says Prince of Tides, although I remember the book better than the movie. I mean, I think you're doing better than any of the rest of us, Amanda. We don't yeah, remember yeah. either yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> Rosemary uh, posted a picture of the poster for Shag. I never heard of this movie. I had neither. There's like four people in that thread talking about it. It's a subculture. Maybe it's like, I don't know. I don't know when Ellen graduated from uh, high school. Maybe it was a class of 1997 really (laughs) leaned into the movie Shag. I um, thought I had never seen it. And then I watched the trailer and I remember I watched (laughs) it. It was good. (laughs) Hannah says Nights in Rodanth or is it Rodanthe? I think. I don't know. I don't know. I love the ocean. Here's a fun fact. Uh, Rodanth is in the Outer Banks, and it's right next to a little town called Waves, and my mom's best friend owns a house there, like a big vacation rental house, and I've stayed there, so... Fun. I've been in that neighborhood. It was October, so it's not Mm. nice, but, you know, you got to go stay at the vacation house in the off-season. Heather says Cape Fear... We didn't think of that one either. I know. Uh, Lane said, Forrest Gump a bit since it starts at the bus stop in Savannah, fried green tomatoes, and Monster's Ball. Oh, gosh. Um, I do have to correct. Fried green tomatoes is Alabama, Birmingham. Oh. Um, Monster's Ball, that's a tough one. It's a tough movie, but that that is. Monster's Ball is a movie that I saw exactly once. She did an amazing job. I will never see it again that is just not a movie you know it's, you see mm-hmm. those movies that you're like i'm glad i watched that i yep. never want to see it again mm-hmm. i don't need to i don't need to like yeah visit that yep. one and peter boyle plays the racist yes. father yes and he has a line in there that is so racist 
and sexist that I, it will never leave my brain. And I'm not going to say it because it's gross. And then, of course, Billy Bob Thornton. Blech. Yes. Blech. I know. Yeah. Yep. And finally, Anne Louise, fried green tomatoes, whoops, and Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And unfortunately, <laughs> what to expect when you're expecting, which is terrible, but very ATL themed. You know, I thought about those kind of movies because I guess Georgia must have a really good tax rebate or mm-hmm. something for, for movies they to be oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. there. So like that, I, well, I remember when I had Bridget, they used to have these, um, like on Tuesday mornings, you could bring your baby to a movie. Um, and it was like, it was okay if your baby was crying. Like it was one of those um, screenings and I saw what to expect when you're expecting. And I think I cried. It's not a good (laughs) movie, but I most definitely cried. There's also a Catherine Heigl, Oh, Josh Duhamel um, uh, movie. What is it called? Life. It's like, uh, like their friends die in a car accident. That's not a spoiler because it happens in the very beginning. Oh yeah. They're not together, right? They're separate friends of the car crash couple. (laughs) And then they have to take their kids. Right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. They had, they, oh god, that was so weird. They they are like <laughs> willed the baby, and so they have to like live in this house together. But it is very Atlanta. Like they're they're very much like we're in Atlanta. Like I mean, which seems kind of arbitrary that they're in Atlanta. It just they wanted a big city that you know wasn't New York or you know Los Angeles or whatever. But I I was I was gonna maybe say that just like for a joke. Like what makes you think of Georgia? It's like life itself or whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't know. This whole what to expect when you're expecting. I understand that in Hollywood, a, a project is more likely to get greenlit if it already exists yes. as a popular IP. Ugh. And so there's name recognition. But a pregnancy handbook? It was so weird. It was. It is a really so weird. weird. I mean, there's like some parts that are like sort of funny. It, what it is very much like is one of those... Like New Year's Day or or whatever, mm, you know those Valentine's those sort of, Day, Arbor yeah, Day, yeah, all those. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those movies where these intersecting couples that have some sort of relationship, but the, it's just a, like a way to get a lot of big stars in one movie. Yep. But like they they don't have to film it for that long, so it's you know just little vignettes of these character actors and 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 like J Lo and stuff. It's just such a stupid mm-hmm. premise. It's pregnancy. So is know, the whole so theme stupid. of the movie. <laughs> I know, it's so stupid. Oh, Life as We Know It is the is the Josh Duhamel vehicle that I was yes. okay. speaking of. Sorry. Always a good sign when the title is so generic you can't remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that totally came from like an auto like title population mm-hmm. thing. Oh, like, had to. Yeah. It's one step off of being like an NPR show. <laughs> <laughs> but one of you came up with the title Go earlier. Like how- yeah, that <laughs> was the one of those two. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, thanks, everybody. Yeah. Let's move on to our, our uh, topic for yes. the week. Speaking which, of pregnancy. Or yeah, speaking lady of pregnancy. Um, I think we've been wanting to do this topic for a while. And I, don't, it, I think it's coincidence that it happened during Women's Month. That, that doesn't matter to me yeah. at all. <laughs> we didn't plan that, personally. Yeah. It's the one month that our contributions yeah, are well, acknowledged. We talk about. I mean, even yeah. better is what's March 8th, International Women's Day. Like, we get a yeah. day. Oh, one God. day one day it's so we're mostly doing this because bobby had a conflict and so we were like well let's just do this because he's not gonna yeah, be look, here let's do the lady stuff yeah because yeah, whenever we talk about it on the call he's like uh i'm still here guys yeah. <laughs> bobby's Boring. pretty good though he's he's yeah. pretty good no, about he's, yeah lady he stuff. 
He doesn't he get squeamish. Like we could no. talk about our periods in front of Bobby and he'd be okay. Yes, I think it'd be yeah. I think he would deal with it. He's a grown up. Yeah. So if you're if you're a man or a man identifying person, don't be grossed out. We're not gonna be gross. We just wanna talk about some lady stuff no. in a frank way. Hopefully and it'll be helpful it'll be interesting yeah. and helpful for everybody. Yeah, and this came up because we thought, you know, there are several things that, that women all over the world go through but don't talk about all that much and you don't hear that much about so we wanted to kind of add our add our voices to that and so there are a couple of topics that we came up with and the first one is the wonderful world of mammography (laughs) (laughs) who wants to talk about that because I've never had one and I don't I'm afraid and I'm I'm getting to the age where I'm going to start needing to get them well Christy may have a different story from me so I'll just say I had my first one in October and it was totally fine. It didn't hurt. It took 15 minutes and I was done. Nice. Yep. Nothing to be afraid of. No. Um, and sort of like my first one that I got last year was totally like my, I had the same experience. It's totally fine. In and out really easy. Although I remember you talked about how they told you not to wear deodorant and you forgot. Yes. And so you wore I, deodorant yes. and then you panicked. <laughs> and so I had that in my mind the whole <laughs> time. I was like, don't wear deodorant. Don't, don't wear, wear deodorant, deodorant. Don't wear deodorant. <laughs> I know. It's so a part of my like getting ready. Like, okay, put my deodorant on. And yeah, as soon as they and I did it again. I, I forgot my own advice when I went in for the second time. And she was like, are you wearing deodorant? What is the yes. purpose of that? Because the aluminum in it can cause false positives. Oh. Because they look in that part with the, because there's lymph, how do you say it? There's lymph lymph nodes, nodes. yeah, in your armpits, yeah. I wonder if that's how this, like, antiperspirant breast cancer thing probably started or maybe it contributed. Um, Chris, do you want to talk about your first time? Okay, um... Yeah, the deodorant thing. I was like, oh my gosh, and I and it wasn't my first one was at like three, so I'm like, I can't go. You can't all wear deodorant day. all day. <laughs> so I just changed my my um, routine where I put it on in the morning and then showered right before, um, to like, I don't know, I'm weird. Um, so I I went in. I was supposed to go last year. Um, because my doctor says not to that she doesn't recommend until 43 because the earlier you do it if you don't have family history or whatever um, the earlier you do it the more false positives are likely Um, so I was going to do it last year and then um, quarantine happened so I did it this year and um, it I mean it didn't hurt it just was very awkward you're wearing this like cape around your neck Um, and then she was like pulling at my nipples <laughs> to like get them situated. Oh yeah, I mean they um, just correctly. handle your boobs like it's nothing. They've handled it's thousands a, of them. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, and it, okay, well, this is my boob. Yeah. Um, and um, it's just interesting. The machine is all like can get all these like different angles or whatever. And it didn't hurt at the time, but that night I was like, this is sore, but in a way that like a dumb boy like fondled too hard <laughs> like you know what i mean you played tune in tokyo yeah, and he exactly <laughs> right really terrible makeout session with a dumb boy like that's how it felt more um what i didn't like is it, it's so i would like to have the experience without masks so at the place i go it's like this women's center and the lights are low and it's like a spa setting but they didn't have that 
um, because I have gone with a friend that had to go in for additional testing as like a support. So I was like, I want the spa situation. Why why am I just out here in this like bright (laughs) waiting room or whatever? Um, And then I got that and I was I I was so anxious that they were just going to find cancer and tomorrow I die. Like that's (laughs) that's, just riddled with cancer. Exactly. Like they're just going to my boobs are full of cancer and I have to make the decision whether (laughs) I'm going to spend millions of dollars on chemo or just die like that. That's what I decided. Um, And then I get a call. What was it like two days later? And they said, you need to come back in for additional testing tomorrow. Like Uh. right away. Don't like that call. I feel bad because Hillary will talk about hers, but I can't even imagine your situation. Um, So I was like, okay, I'll come in right away. And then, of course, I have all night to think about like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm dying. (laughs) Well, Um, this is it. (laughs) This is it. This is it. And and um, I didn't know actually what they want. But on the phone, they made sure to say. And this is different than um, a mammogram. Um, in case people don't know, mammograms didn't used to be covered mostly by insurance, but now they're free. Thanks, Obama. Um, so they wanted to make sure on the phone that I knew that this is not covered as like a normal um, mm-hmm. mammogram oh, situation. Oh, this is a part of your preventative care Exactly. Anymore. It's not mm-hmm. preventative if you actually have a tumor or uh, I mean, a lump or anything. This is so crazy. Like, if it's preventative, it's, it's free. But if they find a problem... Oh, that's not yep. preventative. Now you got to pay for it. What the exactly. fuck? I would yeah. love to know yes. how many people die because of this. Like the, oh, it's yeah. disgusting. Um, so I went in and the and and I got the spa experience this time, which was nice. It was a robe like put in a heater. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. oh, it was love so this. nice and sat around. And they used to have like a little coffee bar, coffee tea, like cookies, but of course they don't have that now. Um, but I went in and the lady was not gentle. It was. Like, and then I was like starting, I had the mask on and I was like, it hurts so, so bad because she was just pushing so hard. And I'm like, okay, well it hurts. So that means it's a giant tumor. Like my boob is just a giant tumor. Like that's, that's what's happening here. And then she's like, hmm, huh. Okay. And then left. This lady needs to be fired. (laughs) Right? And so I'm just laying there like, oh, I'm You're like vibrating. You're so nervous. I'm crying. My well I took off my glasses because they were fogging up because I was like hyperventilating under the dumb mask and then another doctor came in and um did some and she did a gentle so I know it's possible of course for it to be nice um and then she's just like okay come back in six months um you're fine and then (sighs) yesterday I get a bill for this Mm -hmm. I will read it to you with insurance I have pretty good insurance $511.86. And I think the original was, let me see if I can see before. I bet uh, you they paid for like half of it. $1,100. So if you have something concerning, the first payment you have to pay without insurance is $1,000. Oh my God. That doesn't even count like you're getting, you have to get a biopsy as the next thing. Like, it's it's gross. Mm-hmm. It's really really gross. Can we circle back for a minute mm-hmm. to how the first lady was not gentle and the second person was, and so you know that it can be gentle. Uh huh. It's like they should you should be able to rate people like my dental hygienist is a little bit pokey sometimes, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's just because she's pokey or if. It's because my gums are sensitive. Like, I have no way to tell 
if this is normal or not. So for the same thing with this, is the hurting normal or is it not normal? How can yeah. we how can we know what we're supposed to expect? Exactly. Uh, yeah. I know. Well, and after I said uh, I was freaking out, almost every one of my friends said, oh, yeah, that happened to me. I didn't know that this was a common thing that after your first one, because they don't have a baseline, right? They've yeah. never seen your boobs mm. before. So anything could just be um, like a muscle or it could be anything. Or dense and breast tissues. Exactly. The, which is yeah. what they said I had. Um yeah. So they don't have a map of what it looks like. And this was normal. Oh, yeah. I had to do that. It was fine. It was fine. You know, they, they do this to everyone. Why don't people talk about this? This is why I wanted to bring it up. Because yes. you don't have to freak out. It is normal for the first time, especially younger breasts, which is, you know, any 30 to 40, even 50, like can be young, youngish. It's normal. I like the yeah. idea that I have young boobs. The rest yeah, of me feels so old. <laughs> I know, right? Your breasts are very young. And no, I liked when they said I had young boobs. I'm like, oh, awesome. Thank you. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, well, piggybacking on, picking back on that, um, I um, had a similar situation right before Christy, but I had actually gone in. Like I said, I'd gone in last year for my mammogram and it was easy, no big deal. Though I did see in the letter, it's also really weird. They send you a letter sometimes to like, if nothing is wrong, they'll mm -hmm. send you yep. a letter that's like, you have, why is it a letter? Like send me an email or like, you know, Athena Health or something. It seems very um, antiquated that you would get a USPS letter. But last year when I got my results, they said, you have healthy breast tissue. It is dense and blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. Whatever. So I did my mammogram this year and I was very cavalier about it. Like, whatever. No big deal. Christy, go get yours. It's real. It's no big deal. It's fine. And then set the scene. I was delivering fucking plants for Christmas <laughs> gifts for work. Like I had been driving around all day and I was on my last delivery. Like I worked at a florist. I was like exhausted. I'm kind of like, yes, this is my last one. Trying to look for parking. I get a call from a 512 number, and this is a, maybe three days after my appointment or something, and I have a um, 310 area code so that I've held on since I lived in Los Angeles. So if a 512 is calling me, I usually will answer it even if I don't have it saved because right. I'm like, oh, it's, it's the kids. Yeah, it's not or, a, like, you know, a spoofed yes, telemarketer yeah, the, or anything. Yeah, so I – and 512, by the way, is the Austin area code. So I um, – I answer the phone and it's this really perky woman and she's like, hi, this is blah, blah, blah from, um, like the, the secondary breast imaging place. Um, we have to schedule your appointment, um, because they need to look at you again. They need to look mm -hmm. at, and this is the North location. This is the South location. And she's just like all about the business with this. And I'm like, uh, hold up. Uh, wait, you are telling what? me that I have cancer. I know. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I have cancer. This is it. Yeah, I'm dying or I'm going to have to get like a double mastectomy, which mm -hmm. all, you know, all the scenarios in about five seconds are playing out in my head. Yep. Mm -hmm. I just park the car and I'm, and I'm just trying, she's going through all this stuff like, okay, and this is your information. Okay. And giving me the, the COVID precautions of what I'm supposed to do when I get there. And I'm like, okay, like I just need to get off the phone right now. Like I need to call my husband. I need to get off the phone. And so I, and this was also like, I think it was, December 19th and they couldn't get me in until December 29th or something. And I was like, thank you know, thanks for okay. 10 more days of Christmas. cancer. Days of anxiety. I know, exactly. I know. 
And I, and she said, we'll call you if there's, you know, any, um, you know, any cancellations or anything so you can get in. And I, but I, whatever. So I hang up the phone, you know, call Dave. I'm bawling. Like I can't like get it together. I'm just like, and then I called the doctor. I called the nurse for my doctor. And of course you always have to leave a message and they call you back. I couldn't even, I would like to hear a recording of that call because I'm just crying in it. And I'm like, this is Hillary. And and so she calls me back. The nurse calls me back really quickly. I think probably because I scared her on the recording. And she said, listen, I can't guarantee you that it's nothing, but you would be so surprised at how much we see this. It is like, you know, something like 60% of women have to go back for a secondary thing. It's not Mm -hmm. like, I don't want you to worry about this. So that was actually very comforting to me. And she kind of explained what they saw or what they thought they saw. And she said, it could have been just like a bad, um, angle or blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. So at that point, I really had to decide, like, I have to put this out of my head. First of all, because it was Christmas coming up, I needed to, you know, be there for my kids or I needed, I, I couldn't, there was nothing was going to happen by me hyper-focusing <laughs> You had to this. make the Christmas magic. <laughs> it has to be the <laughs> last Christmas. Yeah. I know. This is, mommy's gone. Um, so the 29th rolls around and I was just like, like I was so nervous. I was so nervous all day. And it was at two, which I hate when I have an afternoon when I'm like, can yeah. I just not get this done in the morning? Luckily the place was really close to my house. It was like a two minute drive. So I go there and I'm just like, shit. Like I just, I can feel myself vibrating when I get in there. I check in and it was kind of one of those spotty kind of places. It was very like real housewives of Austin, like kind of like blingy mm-hmm. sort of like, this is what ladies like, right? They like crystal chandeliers and you know, <laughs> all that kind of crap. And I, so I go in and she said, okay, well, what's going to happen is that they're going to do whatever the 3d scan or whatever. And it, you know, if they think you need to go in for the ultrasound, then they'll do that. And then the doctor will talk to you. And I'm like, okay, well, so maybe if I don't, you know, I'm going through these steps. Like if I don't have to get the ultrasound, then I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I do the one and I'm trying to be so nice to the like lady. And she was, all of my people were like, fine. Like they were fine. They, but they, I'm trying to charm them. Like, are you going to tell me anything? And you know, they, the text can't really like tell you anything. So I, I do the first one, go in the waiting room and she said, okay, yeah, we, we do want to do an ultrasound. And I was like, oh. okay. and I'm kind so of like, bad. I know. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, <sighs> and I walk in and she said, I, I think it's, I think it's okay. I, I think it's okay. I, I mean, I can't tell you that for sure, but I think it's okay. So at that point I was like, okay, I'm just going to, take a deep breath. Another woman does like an ultrasound on my boob. And it felt like when I was pregnant, except on my boob. And I'm like, does it look okay? And she just looks at me like, I can't, I can't tell you anything. I'm not the doctor. Okay. So I'm waiting in. Luckily, nobody made me wait. Like this whole thing, whole process beginning to end was maybe 30 minutes. So it wasn't like I was waiting around for a super long time. And then the doctor came in. She was the best one of anybody like she was amazing she came in she said oh we we don't see anything it was just you know I, we just think we got a bad picture and I think I didn't cry but I just went oh god thank god and she was like I know I know it's really stressful I said I'm not usually a bad patient I'm not usually like a freaked out patient I just like this was really scary and I had no idea what was going on mm-hmm. and it just seemed it just seems scary. And I seem, and you know my sister had breast cancer last year and mm-hmm. so and luckily mm-hmm. she didn't have um like she doesn't have the uh, BRCA or anything. So it wasn't, you know, there has been some family history of breast cancer, but not anything like so crazy. So 
Anyway, it was just, it was like a big sigh of relief. And I got really drunk that night. Like, because I, I was just like, <laughs> I need to channel my emotions into something. But it was, it, it was relieving. But it was also like, yeah, people don't talk about this. A lot of times you have to go and, and, you know, you move so quickly, even though we do have all have very young breasts, you do move so quickly into like a perimenopausal state yeah. or whatever when you right. have to start dealing with this stuff. And I don't know, in my head, I still kind of think I'm like 30. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not ready to deal with this. And I don't know. There's just such a lack of education <laughs> on all that. I have young stuff. boobs. I have young <laughs> boobs. Oh, and um, also because I'm looking at my bill right now that I have not paid because I'm being a brat about it. And it says due on receipt upon receipt. I'm like, well, fuck you. You're going to wait to receive it. It's due when I send it in. Uh, I I owe, and I have like, okay, insurance. I, it's fine. Uh, I owe $633 and 91 cents. And like Christy, mine was about a thousand dollars. I, my adjustment was $363 and nine cents. So yeah. I think Hillary, I think that cause I also had someone close to me get diagnosed the same time as your sister. Mm, that's and right. That's right. So I think that that like led us to like yeah. have even more anxiety than maybe yeah. we would have. I know. I know. So don't, I mean, get it done. It's better to know, but also like if there is a follow up or whatever, yeah, reach out to Christy. I mean, we'll talk you through yeah. it. <laughs> um, and like, it's understandable to freak out, but don't jump to the conclusion that you're like, you're dying of cancer already because that's not necessarily the truth. Yep. And you could have an experience like me that was just yeah. completely simple Normal. and then get yeah. the letter that says, Hey, your boobs look great. They're very, They're very, very young. great. I, <laughs> so I would young. say youngest boobs um, we've ever seen. When I, <laughs> <laughs> my boobs are practically babies. <laughs> Hello, fellow boobs. Hello, toddlers. <laughs> When I was scheduling it, um, the scheduler lady made a big deal. She she said, we can schedule you to get um, a, th- a 3D imaging. And she said, this is a newer technology because, yes. you know, uh, uh, traditionally it's the squish between the two plates kind of deal, mm-hmm. which I understand mm-hmm. can be painful depending on how sensitive you are. And she said, we like the 3D imaging much better because if you have breast a dense breast tissue it can mm-hmm. deal with that better but it's not covered by all insurances yet yeah. some people yeah. want she told me like eight times make sure you call your mm-hmm. insurance company and find out if you're covered because if you're not then we'll just do the regular one and it was right on the my university of minnesota health insurance website it was right there and i was like okay i feel good about this and that is like okay well Tilt to the left, tilt to the right, turn mm-hmm. this way, turn that way. And I mean, that's just fine. So I would say if you can go yeah. for the 3D. That's so it was the... like getting an x-ray. It wasn't squishing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there was a little, it was a, see, I don't even remember that much because it was so not a big deal, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the squishy type thing. It was more like an x-ray. Uh, that's what the the secondary doctor told me. She said, um, "I put in your notes to that your doctor should just, and I guess I should check my insurance, but your your doctor should just like kick you to the to the three D because mm-hmm. it'll it'll be a more accurate representation of what's going on." Yeah, I'm going to ask for that too. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to make you do a secondary thing and charge you a thousand dollars, then even if it's well. not covered as well, you might as well go with. The, I know, right? Exactly. Start with exactly. 
Really bump up my HSA mm-hmm. contri- contributions <laughs> right before. Oh, and I did it in the mobile mammography truck. Ooh. Cool. Because I'd never had one before, so I didn't. Well, and my clinic was closed for the pandemic. They just kind of consolidated a couple of locations. And so I was going to a new one. I didn't know whether they had facilities there or anything. So she was like, where do you want to go? And I just like picked that one and she said oh that well that's the mobile truck that'll come and so that's not a spa-like experience (laughs) (laughs) but it was fine it was totally fine 15 minutes start to finish and the two ladies were very nice but you know like hold your hand enough but not like treating you like there's anything to be scared of like I I think it's sort of sad that for Christy and Hillary, when you guys had your thing that uh, that they didn't sort of take care of you emotionally yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah. I understand that they see a thousand boobs a day. It's just their job. So it carries no emotional weight for them. Meanwhile, you guys are absolutely freaked out. Because yeah, so. to us, it's so personal. To them, it's sort of more like de rigueur. Like, yep. Almost it's like every day. Yep. Yeah, That's why us. I'm so, I'm always so grateful when I, when I have a, a nurse, a doctor, a nursing assistant who doesn't behave like this is super boring and dumb. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's such a skill and a, an amazing like, talent that some people have to make you feel special to make you feel comfortable to Heard. understand what you're yep. going through and trying to make it better for you yep. they don't all do that yeah. and, but also to balance that with the idea of oh this is just a normal thing yes. you know yeah because yeah. you need them to be like strong and and confident yeah right and that will rub off on me a little bit anyway god <sighs> bless you healthcare workers mm-hmm. yes i know most yeah. of you <laughs> yeah. well most. Not the ones who make you scared. No. Well, should we move on to um, our next topic? Let's <laughs> do it. Uh, called, no, you're just fat. <laughs> this is something that I women, of course, and men experience, but I think it's probably worse for women, which is fat discrimination in healthcare. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we should say, like, they do the studies and they find out that People who are overweight do have elevated levels of risk for certain things, but that doesn't mean anything for the individual person. Just because you may happen to be overweight, it doesn't mean that if you lose weight, all your problems will be solved because that's the the complete and total issue. Just no, you just just lose some weight. Well, also whatever people are so discriminated against they don't go to the doctor until it's mm-hmm. way too late. I didn't yes. go to the doctor for so many years because I just felt ashamed. Mm-hmm. Too ashamed to get on the scale. And it wasn't until I lost weight that I started going to the doctor regularly because then I was like, okay, I don't have to like feel like I'm a gross person. And you're not going to get lectured to or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. feel... Like, yeah, that well, everything... you're diminished down to like, like you said, yeah, if you just lose weight, everything will be fine, which is absolutely not no. true. <laughs> no. And it is. And I did the same thing. I wouldn't make my doctor's appointment until I lost weight or or I was at a weight that I was comfortable at that I like that I wouldn't go in and close my eyes when I got weighed because for a long time I would 
just be like, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Like, mm-hmm. just, I, just like, I know I need to go to the doctor. Just, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. And, you know, they would kind of sidewind around like, well, you know, you're okay. But like, like, well, when I was pregnant and she told me like, you're, I was 30 weeks pregnant. So yes, 10 more weeks to go. And she said, you're kind of at the weight we want you to be at the end. And I'm like, what can no. I do about this? You know, I don't like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. This is how much weight I've gained and you're just going to have to deal with it. But I, even as a non-pregnant person, I remember just going in and being excited if I weighed little that the doctor was going to be proud of me or something. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. well, there is that judgment. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Or like make sure your appointments are at the beginning of the day. Mm -hmm. Don't eat anything. Don't drink anything before you go. Completely Um, get naked. Yep. Wear your lightest clothes (laughs) when you get weighed. I remember I like you, Hillary, I would say, please don't tell me what the weight is. I'd be like, I'm not in a great place right now. If you could just not tell me what the weight is and the nurse would be like okay but then I remember one time I turned around to follow her to the room and she had written it in black marker at the top of my page so big and my (laughs) eye just caught it and I was like god damn it I didn't need to know that well I went to the doctor um well when I got my mammogram like in December and I had lost some weight and they, it was as if like I had solved cancer right. or something. They're, They're like, like, oh, you've lost some weight. Yeah. Well, and it like, like it's, this is solving everything. There's nothing else that could possibly be wrong with me. And I'm like, no, this is whatever. Fine. Like there might be some benefits to it, but like, it, this is not a panacea. And I could have had cancer, you know, I could have had breast cancer. It has nothing right. to do with like, but at least how, shares how much you weigh yeah. when yeah. you're worried about breast cancer. I know. You're going to fit in the casket. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I have an issue because I have noticed not my, pro- I should say my primary care doctor is amazing and I don't run into these issues with her. It's anytime I go to a different kind of doctor or even nurses, um, Every fat person is assumed that they have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, and sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. And whenever I say, no, I don't have those. Like, seriously, I had low blood pressure and the nurse (laughs) kept taking it over and over again because she didn't think it was real. Well, that can't be right. No. Yeah. Like, oh, this then and took it and put on a different one. Like, oh, this cuff must be broken. Like they (laughs) just think that it's not true. Like any time that I don't have those things, it's not true. The worst was when I got surgery for my shoulder, the anesthesiologist called me the next day and was like, well, I don't even think I can put you under. Like I, I, I don't even know about this. Um, can you measure your neck and what? get back to me? Yep. And um, I know you probably have sleep apnea. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, do you snort? N- no. Okay. Well, I, you will die if I put you under and you have those things. So you need to be honest. I'm like, I am. Why would I lie about this? <laughs> and she was so mean. And I was just like, am I the fattest person to ever have surgery ever in life? <laughs> like, wh- why is this like, and also you're terrible at your job if you can't figure it out. And um, she was so rough. Crazy. I had fingernail um, bruise marks on my neck when I was done with oh, the surgery. Like that hurts make a lot of money. A they lot make so money. much money. So much money. Well, people also, with sleep apnea are harder to intubate and they are more likely to die from anesthesia. It, and they totally. 
anesthesiologists are most likely to get sued because it's very easy for them to kill people. That said, they should be able to do it. Um, and I've also had kind of an opposite experience. I sor- I don't know if I have sleep apnea, but I do snore and I have jaw problems. And the last time mm-hmm. I went under, I told them, like, I'm not sure if I have sleep apnea, but I've been snoring a lot. And they were like, uh, we'll just do it. Yeah. Right? Like, well, so you have like okay. the opposite. You're not, you I was sort of like, I kind of want to get like a sleep stick. Can I, we nail this down first? And they're like, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, they're like being slightly cavalier about this. Yeah. And the other, th- the other thing about, di- like Gregory has diabetes and he's pretty thin and mm-hmm. nobody believes him. Nope. They do not. They're like, well, well, they do. skinny people don't have it. Yeah. And they think endocrinologist that- is like, no, you don't have diabetes. He's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Well, <laughs> they probably think it's like, they're like, well, it must be like type it one. It must be type like, one. It, the nope. good, yep. the good kind. Like no, the, like yeah. the blameless <laughs> kind. Yes, exactly. Well, almost everyone I know that has diabetes is very skinny and like works out a lot. So I don't even know where that comes from. It's weird. Well, there's a thing called a metabolic syndrome. And I think doctors are taught that that is a big problem and it's always the same constellation of symptoms and it's just not always. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a failing of medical education. Uh, Yeah. Cause it's just like correlates. Everything correlates back to that. Yeah. Well, also there's a thing where like, Fat people either like don't feel pain or everything will be solved by getting like losing weight. So I have a friend who um, went into the doctor and she had a torn meniscus. And what they said is, you just need to lose weight. Your knees are struggling (laughs) because you have too much weight. You need to. And she's like, no, this is really bad. And she just had to doctor hop until finally someone did an x-ray and now she has to get knee replacement. Like, oh my God. God. And that is not uncommon. And so that's another reason why people don't go to the doctor because they're not believed. They're not being heard. Right. And it yep. takes a lot to, you know, I always say advocate for yourself. Like if you don't like your doctor, you know, you change doctors. But that takes a lot of time and effort mm-hmm. to and do. And money. Yeah. And, yeah. And sometimes insurance only covers one appointment per year. Yeah. So yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. No, it's really, really frustrating. And it's it cannot be the assumption you know, just like going into it. I don't know. The You have to have like the whole health check. It's yeah. And I have this really dumb requirement. I don't know if any of you have this, but our insurance to get affordable, um, I mean, it's still expensive, but affordable um, health insurance every year, the year before you have to go through all these like requirements, wellness requirements, which is like you have to get a dentist appointment and you have to get your eyes checked and you have to do a physical and you have to have blood work and you have to submit that all to you also have to take like um mental health exam like all these things that you have to submit to the company and then they um give you the cheaper like it's yes. almost three times more um wow. to not do this and um the thing is that because of covid they took away the requirements in 2020 and 2021 most of the requirements However, in 2019, when I took the took some of the quizzes, I was um, flagged mostly because of anxiety. I was flagged that I need a special um, coach. I need a I need a wellness coach um, as part to be able to be checked off. And um, so I did that, and it was okay. So this. This lady What's a wellness me. coach? It's, is it like a is it a doctor or is it like Ayanla no. or something? <laughs> it's like a young 
woman who, I mean, there's all different types of people, but mine was this young woman who had gone to sports med. I looked her up on LinkedIn, um, sports medicine, um, school. So my first thing, she's like, what are your goals? And I was like, to get cheaper medical insurance. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, no, but really what are your goals? And I was like, well, I can't think of anything. My, my main reason is anxiety. So probably I don't sleep very well. Maybe that would be good. And she's like, Hmm. Okay. And like, didn't like that answer. And then I said, and another thing is I like always skip breakfast. And then by like 11 o'clock I have a headache and I probably just need to like be better at that. And she goes, eating in the morning is not good for you. You need to intermittent fast. So she okay. put she put my goals that I had to do <laughs> as intermittent fasting, no what? eating before one o'clock. And... <laughs> And one hour before bed, because she threw this to me because she needed to have two goals. Um, one hour before bed, put away my phone. I hate don't... this person. Intermittent fasting so... is trendy. It is not medically <laughs> I mean... supported. <laughs> oh and God. it was exactly opposite of what I said. I said, when <sighs> I don't have something in the morning, I get a headache. And so she's saying. She's like, eat less exactly in the morning. opposite <laughs> of that. Right. Just wait till You're one. like. You're like, I'm already intermittent fasting, sort of. What? This is not working. I, yeah. I hate so it. I had to call this woman um, once every month. And then once we got into quarantine, um, she was like, are you still walking like five miles a day? Because I would walk two miles just for work mm-hmm. purposes. And I was like, no, it's really hard. And I'm stressed out. And I was just talking to her about like how stressful life is with the school and like all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, yeah. so um, uh, let's... I'm going to send you some YouTube videos of working out <laughs> Like that was her thing. And so finally I got it and all I had to do was go into a website or an app and like check off that I did it every day. I didn't, but I just checked it off <laughs> of to, to get it. <gasps> fraud. Healthcare fraud. <laughs> Insurance fraud. So this year, um, again, I always like to try to do all the stuff required at the beginning of the year because it's due by September and I just don't want to think about it anymore. And I go in and my weight and blood pressure and something else was not editable. So in two years, they assume that no one lost weight or gained weight or has a what? better. Yeah, it's so weird. And now I have the coach again because they're going off of 2019. <laughs> oh, my answers. God. Yeah. It's this so is crazy. like stimulus payment check income yes. based <laughs> yes, on exactly. 2019 data. Exactly. Everything is different. So I'm waiting till because I did it right away and so I had to meet with her for so long and um my other friend got it as well and he talked to his person um I think he talked to her twice once at the beginning and once at the end and I was like oh well I want your person mm-hmm. and he also doesn't have to do it this year so oh, I, very nice. I've already written notes to <laughs> to people about this you made That's me weird. you made me think so we have a wellness program at the university too which is not quite the same except that it 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 is they give you all sorts of health opportunities and you have a wellness points bank and so you can mix mm-hmm. and match whatever you want mm-hmm. and if you get you fill your bank up 500 i think it is i just got mine done then you get that break the next year on your um on your insurance premiums. Okay, but here's the thing. This is not exactly health related, but it's the wellness program re- related. Is when they were developing this, I don't know, six or seven years ago, they put out an email to all of university services people that said, hey, be a part of our marketing materials. 
Uh, we want pictures of employees to be on the cover of this new, you know, wellness brochure slash propaganda. And <laughs> it came right when I had lost all this weight and I had spent so many years like ducking being in pictures because I just thought, who's that whale who ate me in every picture that I was in? And so I thought, well, maybe I should do this as a challenge to myself to just go and like be okay with yeah. having someone take my picture. And it was in the building next door to us, which is like connected through an atrium. So I didn't even have to go outside to do it. And then I had two coworkers say to me, apropos of nothing, you know, and you should go and do that photo shoot for the picture thing. So I did, right? You go in, you sign your release, and you take your pictures. And I had to throw fake gold coins up in the air and <laughs> look at them. Look at all this money. Wondering me. Yeah. So then a couple of months later, the little brochure comes out. And it's like, I don't know, like a five by seven or something like that. And they had thumbnails of a bunch of people. And I was one of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So that happened. That's not the end of the story. Then the next year, I went out to check my mailbox, and there was a new wellness program brochure, and my picture was full size <laughs> on the cover. Oh my god! And you're a star, which I have just put into the Slack channel. Yay! Oh, oh my gosh! Yay. This has to be the show picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. That's oh, such Anne. a cute picture of you. you oh, Ann, that is Look a how great white picture. your teeth are. I'm so <laughs> jealous. I was skinny back then. <laughs> your hair looks great, too. No, <laughs> it's your hair and your teeth that yeah. I'm excited about. How have we about? never seen this before, <laughs> I don't know. The, I would introduce myself with this picture. If the I funny thing was, <laughs> for a while, I got recognized around campus. Hi, I'm Ann, and I'm a star. <laughs> Ann, you're a teen model. Gosh, oh I, I think I have a like a high school Facebook friend, and so I posted this on Facebook, and she was like, "Oh my God, my husband works at the U, and we took it, I took it out of the mailbox, and I said, "That's Anne." <laughs> I love this. Yeah. So you know, I am the face of wellness at the University you of Minnesota. Are. I like at least it. I was in 2014 or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. What I'm surprised is that those are you were really throwing those coins and I they didn't was. just Photoshop them. Nope, I, know. I was really throwing in. There were enough. There was like a little stand with a jar that you can't see in the picture, and I was so I could throw them about four times, and then I had to crawl around on the ground and pick them all up. I was just going to ask if they had some minion like picking up all the coins after you, and like I had no idea it was coming because you just signed this general release and then stuck it in a pile. And went in, so they didn't have any way to, like, connect the person with the photo. Well, they're not going to tell you, like, hey, this is what we're doing with it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was just really a funny, funny thing. That I is love hilarious. it. That's great. Yeah. You're like um, Lucky Charms or something. <laughs> <laughs> All them gold coins I got for yep. riding Probably my bike to work. That's great. That is great. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say about this topic is that BMI is for research and BMI mm -hmm. doesn't say anything about your individual health. It's extremely mm -hmm. flawed. Mm -hmm. It's not good. We shouldn't even really use it for research because there are much better tools, but it's easy and cheap and already in charts. I'm, so that's oh, I'm, why it's I'm used. glad you said that because the reason we kind of got started talking about this, the whole BMI idea is because it's tied to the COVID vaccine. Yes. yes. 
Because yes. one of those comorbidities is if you are obese, you get moved into an earlier category. And in that's some determined states. by, well, that's yeah. determined mm-hmm. by your BMI. And honestly, yep. there's something called oh, the Minnesota Vaccine Connector that I went and I filled it out and you put all your info in and they just let you know when your category come comes mm-hmm. up. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm going to be in that May 1st category, guys. But I had to enter in, you know, do you fit any of these categories? And the, I qualify as obese. And well, I was like, crazy. so many people do because it's the BMI thing is so messed up. It's so messed up. And yeah. I was like, I honestly don't know what to put because on the one hand, no shame on like if you meet the criteria, however the flawed the criteria are, mm-hmm. then you, I mean, I'd say get go that get vaccine. That shot, man. Yeah. Right. But on the other hand, I am perfectly healthy. Yes. And have yes. no mm-hmm. risk factors other than this weird one that they invented. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I felt like I don't, I just said no. I was like, wow. So, so uh, I come on. A- I, I'm at home by myself 99% yeah. of the time. Yeah, no, so it's not yeah. like I'm taking a huge risk. Yeah. 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 The, I have. Yeah. It's so back and forth. But mine is um, mine is more. Do we really want to. um let this go on that that BMI should be the thing but no one cares like I'm right. not by me protesting it it's not going to change <laughs> well yeah I just remember that um when I did CrossFit I would be in classes with guys that are like between five and ten percent body fat and they're obese mm-hmm. yes because they'd be yeah. like five seven two fifty yeah but it says muscle? nothing about muscle mass yeah, no. it says yes. not, you know it really is it's it's nothing and how it became to to be something that doctors tell you about and that you know and that you are you know get advice about changing it is insane to me um and there is a lot of talk in the medical literature about like this sucks it's flawed we shouldn't use it mm-hmm. um so hopefully that ch- i think it's just a you know a culture of medicine has to change yeah. away from this tool it's just so easy and like i right. said it's there it's in your chart so it's something that they can use yeah. but it's lazy and it's inaccurate and it, mm-hmm. it hurts people i think i think it actively hurts people well also it it freaks me out because my doctor doesn't talk about it at all um which is mostly why i love Good. her but um if my doctor brought it up. I would say, oh, this person doesn't believe in science. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like yeah. this, this is freaking me out. <laughs> you know, I got a notification um, because I haven't been to for my regular checkup because of the pandemic and I need to. I've just been putting it off. But I got a, a message in my electronic medical record thing saying you're overdue for your BMI screening. And I was like, <laughs> nope. <"My> what? <laughs> talking about you mean just weighing me weighing like is that what you mean knowing measuring my height you just want me to come to the doctor okay but why is it it's framed like you need we need your bmi yeah it's like crazy i found out that they only have to which have to what does that even mean weigh you one time a year so you can decline Mm -hmm. having it done any other Uh uh-huh yeah but so here's what happened when i tried to do this I don't decline, so I don't know. (laughs) I was talking to this about my mom, who, as I said, is a nurse, and saying, you know, I just, it's so psychologically damaging to have to go and get Mm -hmm. weighed. And she's like, Mm -hmm. well, just decline. And I said, wait, you can do that? And she said, yeah, just tell the nurse I declined to be weighed today. She's a nurse who worked in a clinic. So, like, if anybody knows, she would know. So I went to the doctor. And the nurse has taken me to the scale and I said, okay, I would like to decline to be weighed today. And she stops and she gives me this look and she says, I need you to get on the scale. Whoa. Whoa. And I was like, 
okay. Did you get a new doctor? Oh, yeah. That was the one and only time I went to Good. that clinic. Also, because I the reason I went, because I was having some terrible, like, skin eczema pop-ups. And the doctor looked, and she I had kind of a whopper zit right on the end of my nose and she was so focused on the zit it was all she would talk about <laughs> oh yeah during the appointment <laughs> that's so stupid and she's like i can you know get you some hydrogen like peroxide or whatever to, yeah. and you want me to lance like, it but like it will dry your skin out to do that and i'm like it's fine yeah <laughs> you're the only one that cares about this right now oh uh, yeah i know i i to sort of wrap this up is I was really frustrated because when I took Bridget to her, um, just her nine year old checkup, they didn't mention her BMI to me, but it is on her record. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it starts so early. And I really am trying desperately to not get her sucked into like diet culture. It's, I mean, it's inevitable, but like, I don't want her thinking about that. I want her to just, you know, live her life mm-hmm. and not, and not, use the brain space that I have used that maybe I could be like a multimillionaire now, except that I was like, you know, on a low carb diet or whatever. And I couldn't think about Starving that. Starving your of brain. Sick. Yeah. Right. Um, on the it, grapefruit and bacon diet, or, <laughs> which I legitimately good, did almost my entire senior uh, year oh, of college. God. When I finally like quit us. it, my roommate was like, Oh, thank God. I hate, <laughs> I have come to hate the smell of bacon so oh. much. Mm-hmm. That's like a bacon. That's terrible. I know you would think me. that you can't, but apparently she had had enough of the bacon. Uh, <sighs> the yes. other thing I wanted to say about BMI is it's something I've noticed in the research that I do. Um, and, and especially at the hospital, um, it was something that was in like I feel like every statistical model I ever ran always had BMI in it, at least as a binary variable, you know, above or below some certain threshold. And what I noticed over and over and over is that people with a higher BMI had better survival rates than people with lower BMIs. And this is something that I just sort of noticed myself and I started looking into it. And it's not just me who's noticed that this is like people with a higher BMI tend to do better than people with low BMIs or who are extremely, extremely overweight. Um, so either extreme doesn't seem to be good for your survival, but being overweight seems to be like protective yeah. in all sorts of different ways, yeah. which is really interesting to me. And it makes some sense. If you think about it, you have a little bit more like, well, I don't know, resilience. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, yeah. your body has to carry around a little, little more weight. Maybe it's, you know, a little, little stronger. My dad is, was, was very, very slender and had to have his heart surgery postponed back when he was in his 50s because he was so thin that that he like had no reserves like Jeez. nothing to sustain his body wow. through recovery and they were like i'm this is not Go a drink good some idea. milkshakes sir oh yeah. my god my mom spent years just trying to get my dad to have milkshakes or saying how about mm. another helping or should we have dessert just trying to wow wow that's why i used to make a lot of fruit pies for him because he thought fruit equals healthy. And so ah. he would gobble down those fruit pies. And I was like, eh. smart. That's so what like, I think about so much butter in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. The last thing on our list um, is something that I really wanted to talk about because this was a this was something that I didn't know about, even though I've worked in hospitals my entire adult life. And this is a, a this is something that Anne called oblation D oblation da. <laughs> oblation D oblation da oblation fra la. <laughs> Even though oblation is spelled with an A, I'm going to let it slide. 
<laughs> so I have had terrible periods my whole life. And um, Ooh, don't talk about periods. Ew, gross. 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 You know we were bound to get here eventually. Um, and, and when I was a teenager and in my young 20s, I was on birth control pills because they controlled it perfectly. It was great. My, my skin was clear. My periods were very regular. Um, it was wonderful. I didn't have any of the bad side effects that a lot of people do from the pill. But... I got a benign liver tumor resected uh, when I was 28, and it turns out it was the kind of tumor that was sensitive to estrogen, so I had to stop taking the pill. My skin went crazy. My periods were now two weeks long, and I was no. Yeah, and extremely painful, like not just like heavy and painful, and it just like I felt like my life was ruined. (laughs) It was like I do I want my liver to explode or do I want to bleed to death? Well, here's our, here, here are my choices. Half the month. Yeah. And, the thing and that, sometimes and the thing more about, than that. The, th- the thing about periods is not to divert this is it doesn't matter when you're traveling. You will be on your period. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can never oh, like always. go on that trip and mm-hmm. not have to worry about it. Guys, and it's never not in the back to, of your mind. Yeah. You guys, you don't have to think about this. Yeah, count your Only blessings, ladies. If you don't have a uterus, it doesn't matter where you're going, what you're doing. Yep. If you are getting on a plane, <laughs> you will be having your period for some portion of the trip. Yep. 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 Guaranteed. So it was pretty miserable, and I was I was kind of beyond. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't take any more hormonal birth control. Um, so I, I I thought an IUD might be a good option and there's the hormone one and then there's the copper one so I got the copper one it was not a pleasant experience getting it in and it just made everything worse oh. um, which is not the experience for everyone it's just what happened to me is it, it made... pinchy it was pinchy yeah I actually um I actually passed out um, I fainted <gasps> oh. when they put it in and it, but the the cool thing about that was they woke me up with smelling salts Ooh. <laughs> what? yeah is it nice like, what am I Victorian <laughs> London or something like I woke up it was very brief. I think I just fainted because you have a nerve that runs all the way down mm-hmm. to your cervix, mm-hmm. the vagal nerve, and it's what makes you faint. So it's, you know, it wasn't that it was so painful or anything. I think it just stimulated my vagal nerve, and I that was the reaction that I had. Um, so, But they woke me up with smelling salts, and I remember just, like, going, Wah! <laughs> because it really is so noxious. It's so nasty smelling that you're just sort of like, God, you know, you want to turn your head away so you wake up. <laughs> so it was a really terrible experience. And then, so, but, you know, I, I was also very, very anxious about it because I heard that it hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they were very, like, blase about it they're like oh you'll be fine i was like i need a xanax i'm not i'm not doing this until i have some xanax and i still fainted um so that wasn't a great solution i only was able to brave that out for about three three months because it was basically three month period that was extremely pain i was like in bed crying and i'm not much of a crier but it was just so painful i could i didn't know what to do so i had had that taken out and i i think i just suffered for another year or two and then finally i I went to a doctor. It was when I first moved to Dallas and my doctor there was like, well, if you're not going to have kids, do you want to just destroy your, the lining of your uterus? And I was like, will that help? And she's like, yep. I was like, do it. <laughs> do uh, it. Sign me up. <laughs> and I didn't know, I didn't know what this was. It's called the endometrial ablation and it's not really surgery. You, you, you can go, um, you can be put under for it. Some people, I wouldn't do it. Not under anesthesia. Some people don't use anesthesia, but that sounds awful to me. Um, and a- anything having to do with uterine surgery kind of creeps me out a little bit. So I definitely wanted to be put oh, under. Just put me out. Put me yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, wake, please. Wake, unless night. it's brain surgery and I have to be awake so that you can see 
you right. know, that you're getting my, my language are. center or whatever. <laughs> Otherwise, I want to be out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, when I was reading about it, I was like, if she says I'm not getting anesthesia, I'm not doing it. So, but it was not a big deal at all. It was a day procedure. You know, I went in in the morning. Um, I don't remember anything. And I woke up and, you know, I was a little bit crampy, a little bit bleedy for a couple of days. And literally that was 2013. I have not had a period since. Wow. I haven't had PMS. I haven't had cramps. I haven't had the mood swings. I haven't had the pain. I don't know how all of that went away, but it did. Um, and what they did for me, there's a couple different ways, but mine was radio frequency. So they put this like mesh thing and then they just like zap the inside of your uterus away and then you don't have periods anymore. And it was great. And it does make it so it does. It's not exactly birth control. Um, if you, you, it makes it very unlikely that you get pregnant, but if you do, it's a high risk pregnancy and it's probably not going to work. So that's why I also end up getting my tubes tied. Sure. Um, because I didn't want to just rely on that and then have to deal with like a terribly dangerous pregnancy um so i also got my tubes tied but it has totally stopped my periods and it basically like improved my life a thousand percent and i wish everybody knew about this as an option so there you go this makes me think about the whole minefield that is reproductive health Mm -hmm. in the first place and how certain people men um feel entitled to control women's bodies and i know that there are some places and some doctors who won't do this um yeah, yeah. It, as an option if if it's mm-hmm. optional like i mean you had a quote unquote legitimate reason because you were having so many health problems otherwise that it was a solution but if i went to a doctor and was like yeah i don't want to have periods anymore i don't want to have kids just uh burn it out burn it all out yeah then there's a decent chance that people would be like no yeah or or even if you're a young woman and you're like i know what i want for my life and it doesn't include children then I've heard a lot of people are the, where the doctors say, but you'll change your mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm not going to yep. do it. You have to be you. a certain age or have a certain amount of kids for them to even think about it. Yeah. Which is or gross. a certain I, number so of problems. So I've gross. had one. I, I actually have not had that experience. I had one male gynecologist once and it was the first time I brought up having my tubes tied and he was, I think I was 27 or something. And he was like, well, you seem informed. If that's what you want to do, we'll do it. I was like, oh, huh? I was like prepared. I like had boxing gloves on. I was like, ready to fight. And list. he was like, yeah, sure. I was like, oh, okay. Nice. Well, that's <laughs> good. Right. No, but I do, I do think it'd be like, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot. I, I have heard stories that there's a lot of women when they're, they start to reach 40. It's like they, start to get the marketing of like time to freeze your eggs. You mm-hmm. just never know what you want. And it's really expensive. Um, and it, I think it forces some women to like second, like not second guess, but just be like, Oh, do I want to do this? Should I be doing yeah. this? Even if yeah, you're like, totally. I don't want to have kids, but you're like, what if I do change my mind? You know, uh, am I going to completely regret this? I don't know. I, I think well, it's... Well, what if you had a baby and then you changed your mind? Yeah. Well, that's also a problem, <laughs> you know? We're damned if we do, damned if we don't. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, I think that feeling. sounds like a great idea. I know that there are... I've heard about, like, um, women astronauts when they go to space. I mean, that's a real pain in the womb to have to have your period while you're in space and so i know that um they just go on um continuous birth control where there's no No so and and i heard that and they're like yeah because there's no reason that you have to have a period every 
month. There's no mm-hmm. medical reason for that. So just skip the sugar pills and keep on going. And I was like, wait, you can do that? <laughs> this is yeah, the episode of, do that. It was great. of me <laughs> asking people, wait, you can do that? And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, um, slightly um, related info, I... Um, after I had Rory and I was 100% sure I did not want to have another baby, I was like, I don't deal with chaos well. This is enough chaos in my life right now. I'm yeah. done. I don't need to. I actually love being pregnant, but I do not need to have another baby. Um, Dave and I had some conversations about it. And I said, um, and I don't have terrible periods. I mean, they're not like, it's not like I'm stoked about them, but they're, I've always had like pretty mild symptoms. <laughs> Sometimes it's a really I know I was gonna say, it. sometimes I am <laughs> very excited about it but um I told Dave I said listen I'm done like I have had two babies I have been on birth control for a large portion of my life I am done doing stuff to my body I'm not I'm not getting on the pill I don't want to take a pill anymore. and I'm not like hippy dippy but it does you know it does change things in you a little bit definitely and I was like I don't want to be on this anymore you have two options. You can wear condoms or you can get a vasectomy. And at first he was like, and I'm like, okay, let me like, let's, let's think about this scenario. Like I die. (laughs) Dave is seven years older than I am. I die. You're, you know, 40 something years old. You meet some young woman who you really want to marry and she wants to have kids. Do you want to have kids when you're 50 years old? Is that something that you're interested in? Because we're (laughs) fucking exhausted now. And he was like, no, you're right. So just so you know, women, like if you're with a partner, that could get a vasectomy like it is really easy and yeah. it is like it is I mean he was back at it I probably made him more back at it than he wanted to but like basically the next day he was back like, at it back at Sex- it back so, at what? no absolutely not <laughs> no dealing with the kids <laughs> like helping around the house it was a really easy procedure nobody talked him out of it it was like whatever yeah like let's you know step yeah. it off and it's very effective I have not gotten pregnant so <laughs> A vasectomy uh, is reversible too, isn't it? It is. I think mm-hmm. that's it's like you know more complicated. They're making that it way. harder to. Yeah. They're they, they used to just like tie the tubes, and now they're tying and burning, burning to them. making it more effective. <laughs> so yes. it's harder to reverse. Yes. Um, so anyway, it is it is an effective mode of birth control. Um, you know, yes. when you're in a that it's situation, it's effective and so. easy, and there are no side yeah. effects. Basically, there's no so. side effects. Yeah, yeah. Buy them a jock strap and yeah. a bag of frozen peas, yes. and they'll get over yeah. it in a few yes. days. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Yep. So um, that was Lady Talk. I think, so we have a great question of the week I'm very excited about, and it is, who is a lady health person that you admire? (laughs) And Anne, do you want to tell us yours? Because I am so impressed. I know, right? I would like to talk about Mary Claire King. Uh, She has your birthday. She has my birthday. But she was born in 1946. So February 27th, 1946. She's 75 years old. Um, Other ways in which uh, Mary Claire King is like me, her undergrad degree is in mathematics. Nice. Like me. She went to grad school to study statistics. Yay. Like me and Meredith, of course, until one of her professors talked her into changing it to genetics. Oh, she also went to Carleton College for her undergrad, which is- That's in Minnesota, right? It's in Minnesota. It's Mm. one of the better private schools. 
And coincidence, my grad school roommate is now a professor there in the math department. Wow. So there are some Tishi connections here. So you guys are twins. Us and like, I want to call her Dr. King out of respect, but that's kind of taken already. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll, I'll call her Dr. Mary Claire. But anyway, so she is a geneticist and she was speaking of something we talked about before. She was the first person who showed that the breast cancer gene can be inherited, the BRCA1 gene that Hillary mentioned very earlier in this this show. And because of that, they've been able to um, do a lot of work in early detection. And that was the one where um, Angelina Jolie found out yep. she had that gene, right? And so she had the mm-hmm. double mastectomy, mastectomy. as mm-hmm. a preventative measure so that has saved a lot of women's lives that wasn't the thing that first made her for her i think it was her doctoral dissertation in 1975 she wrote about uh how humans and chimpanzees share 99 percent uh dna or their genetic uh material so whenever someone trots out that statistic you know Humans and chimpanzees, 99%. That's that's Dr. Mary Claire. Wow. She um, was the person to first publish about that. So um, she was in grad school when all that Vietnam stuff was popping off. And she became like super concerned with sort of the the whole all the Kent state of it all and the National Guard. She actually dropped out of grad school for a year and she worked for Ralph Nader. Wow. Um, yeah. Doing, wait, saving close. What was she doing for Ralph Nader? I forget, but it was some, um, I'll look and I'll find it later. But so then she got, when she got her um, PhD, she got hired at Berkeley. And in this article I was reading about her, uh, she says she has expressed in several interviews that, quote, I am absolutely a child of affirmative action. After I had accepted the job, the division had said to me, I just want you to know that you're only here because of all these new regulations and we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel in hiring you. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Cool. Cool boss. Yes. She also, uh, in the seventies, she went to um, Chile to teach in Chile. And it was during the, there was a military coup in 1973 and she had to escape. And a lot of her students and a bunch of her colleagues were killed. Damn. So, and so Indiana Jones. I know. Well, she's also, because of her work in genetics, she, she's worked in like identifying the remains of the Romanov family and stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, Genetics is so cool. (laughs) She's done so much cool stuff. She was at Berkeley until 1995 when she moved to the University of Washington. For all of our Pacific Northwest people. (laughs) And she still runs a genetics lab at the University of Washington to this day. How cool. What an awesome lady. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Mary Claire King, bad ass. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Seriously. Um, okay, I'll go next. I could just choose one. Um, the 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 one I've mentioned before, we talked about her once before, is um, Dr. Jen Gunter. She's a yeah, Canadian she's American. She's 
big on Twitter at uh she's she's the one who um likes to attack Gwyneth Paltrow for her dumb <laughs> um claims she actually published a paper on um jade eggs and how there's no like it's the abstract is so funny it's like did the ancient chinese actually use jade eggs and the the abstract is like we looked they didn't there's nothing (laughs) there's nothing there um so she's great she's a she's written a couple of really good books she's about to put one out on or maybe just did put one out on menopause so maybe we should all be picking that one up in the next few years oh god Um, i know yeah she also wrote the vagina bible so she's great um but dr joycelyn elders Yes. Um, you may remember her as the. She talked about masturbation. Yeah, <laughs> oh, she pissed no. off all the conservatives, and she's been pissing off conservatives since uh, Clinton made her the head of the Arkansas Department of Health in 1987, and she's been making conservatives mad ever since then, probably before that. But he made her Surgeon General in '93, and she talked about masturbation. She's in favor of weed. She's in favor of comprehensive sex ed. Um, she's just so impressive. Everything I've read about her is just amazing. She was the first person in Arkansas to become board certified in pediatric endocrinology. So like kids with diabetes and other metabolic disorders, the first African-American person and the second woman to ever head the United States public health service. That's so She's cool. just like so cool and so smart and so progressive. I just love that even in like 1987, Arkansas, she was like unapologetically um, sex positive. And I just think she's super cool. And, and she's the still ability working. to get to that position. Yeah. yeah she was yeah. born to like poor sharecroppers in Arkansas, like this tiny little farm town. So very super cool. impressive lady. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um, I'll go mine or like, so like Instagram influency, but it was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was two people that during like quarantine pandemic times that I was like, oh, like made Corona stuff like more digestible to me when I was like sort of confused. Um, Laurel Bristow is, she works at, I think Emory um, and she's an infectious disease researcher. She's younger, like she's 32 or something. And her Instagram is very like accessible, but she had really good information about like vaccines, how, you know, you know, when people early on were like, it's too soon for a vaccine. Like this is, you know, I don't want to get it because it's, it's not tested. And you know, it, it hasn't been, the trials haven't been long enough. She, I don't know. I found her information like really cogent and obviously like I'm not a millennial, but I think like one sometimes. So it was like presented to me in a way that I could understand it. Well, I think that, that, that relatable, and reliable health information is so important and there's Mm -hmm. not enough of it. So if you have a good health communicator, like glom onto them. Yes, exactly. And, and I also like, (laughs) she puts, because I hate having volume up when I'm listening to, when I'm watching like an Instagram story. I don't know why it always annoys me. And she puts um, captions on all of her stuff. I love that. I, like, I never yeah. turn the volume on of those. Me covers. either. Because I'm always listening to something or watching. I'm always doing 12 other things. I'm usually I'm like, oh. in, in bed and don't want to make noise <laughs> yes, right. or something. Um, her, I don't know why, but her Instagram handle is King Gutter Baby. I have no idea why. <laughs> um, but uh, but she, I thought she was really informative and I just, I, I really respected what she was talking about and then at some point she linked to this other woman i abhor her handle it's mama dr jones which like grosses me out um because i i don't like mama anything but i will say as i first i thought she was like oh this woman's terrible but actually they are like good friends at least social media friends and she is a um 
OBGYN in College Station, which is like a very conservative part of Texas. That's where Texas A&M is. And she is just like very honest about OBGYN stuff. She's very like pro transgender rights and and as honest about like abortion stuff and, you know, how women feel after having babies. And it's just like very honest uh, opinion, not opinions, but facts about um, about how pregnancy and just like female centered stuff. And she talked a lot also about getting the COVID vaccination, you know, does it affect your breastfeeding and all of that mm. kind of jazz. So it's I just, so sad that we're so excited about like reliable. I know. Information. I know. <laughs> and coming, like, she doesn't lie to us. It's great. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And, and I, it's like, she, she has like four kids, but she's also like, yeah, I'm pro-choice and I'm blah, 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 you know, and it's like people can be multiple things at the same time and believe in science. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, 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 I just like their information and again, very relatable and very easily digestible. Cool. Yeah. Um, mine are hyper local. <laughs> um, <laughs> one is my primary care doctor, Dr. Wu. Um, I would talk about her so glowingly all the time that now, um, most of my friends have her as a primary <laughs> care doctor and I can't get appointments. So I just, don't <laughs> <know what happened. laughs> um, so I'm not going to tell you where she You're works, like, she's terrible. I hate her. Yeah, she's <laughs> gross. I hate her. Um, she's been my doctor. I guess it's 20 years now. Wow. Um, she's amazing. Um, there's like a movement called health at any size and mm-hmm. she's definitely like under their, um, body positive. Great. And, um, also, the phlebotomist that works at her office named Chelsea that listens to me when I tell her what I need to get blood draws because I have what has been described as tiny infant veins <laughs> that are very deep and roll. I don't oh. know what any of that means, but because of that, they can only get it in like my left hand if there's been heat on it, if I've drank about a gallon of water before. And I have to lay down. Well, and you have I, needle anxiety, right? Exactly. So, and yeah. I think partly the needle anxiety is because of this. Like, they have to dig around. and. Well, yeah, if it's going to be awful and traumatic. Like, exactly. I have easy veins and it doesn't freak me out at all. But I think if I had a hard time with it, I'd be in the yeah. same boat. And and every person, think, except Chelsea, um, thinks that they're going to be the ones that mm-hmm. get, get me and get it in the place that they think is best which is always like the crook of my arm which never works and they (laughs) have to stick me a million times um so I just love that Chelsea and I and I was like oh my gosh you listen to me she's like why wouldn't I listen to the people Mm -hmm. I don't want to like have to be here for like so long (laughs) right I just don't understand why it's um unusual for people to listen to you yeah those you're you're a woman. Your voice is too high. They can't. Exactly. They don't register it. <laughs> well, if you didn't have so much vocal fry, <laughs> right? I have vocal fry and it's that I'm Midwest like accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. And maybe I mean I'll also I'm going to speak for you, Meredith. But Meredith's mom and my mom, both nurses. Shout mm-hmm. out to them. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Good nurses are the best. Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's good to be raised by a nurse, although, well, in most ways, except yeah. for when, like, you think you need to go to the doctor because your arm's broken, and they're like, no. you're, fine. you're fine, and then your no, arm's broken. Wound. Not that yeah. that happened to me or anything. So. Or or when the only time you ever get medicated is when you're coughing so hard you keep her up at night. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, takes yeah. You, she takes you to the kitchen and gets out this ancient bob- bottle of, like, 90% alcohol mm-hmm. cough syrup <laughs> and makes you take two tablespoons, and after the first tablespoon, you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. That's, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> She's 
she's like, God damn it, just take the second one. Are all nurses the same? I think so. so. I need to have that bottle. Like, where do you get it now? <laughs> you have to go back to 1978. I think, uh, that's I think it was from. technically cherry flavored, but... Mm. Well. And it has the crusties on the top, sure. right? When you open <laughs> it, it's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not allowed to use it unless in those cases. My mom didn't care about expiration dates on medication, which is at least I can conclude from looking at her medicine chest, (laughs) because there was some old ass shit in there that we still used all the time. You just need to take double, right? Yeah, what's up with that? I know. I googled it once, and it was like the the effectiveness is just wears off. It doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, it doesn't turn poison. It just doesn't work. Oh gosh. (sighs) All right, what's next, Hillary? Yes. What recommends for us? I have a couple of recommends. Um, I watched, I binged this show. It's only five episodes. Um, it's called It's a Sin. It's on HBO Max. And it is, um, it's made by the guy that made the original Queer as Folk, which I didn't watch, but oh, um, so the, the English one. But um, it follows a group of, of mostly gay men who moved to London in the early 80s. And they all kind of find each other in this sort of frenzy, like friend Z kind of way um and it's they're just kind of like living out loud being gay and having a great time and slowly but surely you know HIV starts to encroach and it was it's really sad I'm gonna tell you that it is very funny in a lot of parts and it's really fun like it's the you know the lives that they're leading but then it's kind of um sort of analogous a little bit to the beginnings of coronavirus were people not, I mean, obviously completely different in a lot of ways, but where people are in denial about how serious it is. And they're like, Oh, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's not, this isn't real. Like this, like there can't be a gay cancer. There can't be this. And it's just really sad as they start to go get through it. And um, I, I don't know. I, I found it really effective and it just like, it reminds you of like when I was first having sex Dad, I was married, I promise. No, but like when I was first becoming like a, you know, a teenager or a, a sexual person, <laughs> how scared we were of AIDS and how embedded it was in our brains of like, yeah, you mm-hmm. have to use a condom. Like you can't, like I was so, so scared to get AIDS. It just was, you know, just petrified me. Um, and I don't know the beginning of this, of just how scary this unknown thing is and it's killing people and it killed off a generation of men mostly mm-hmm. um and uh, it was i don't know just thinking back to it and thinking about like how kids now not like mm-hmm. they don't think about it but it's not a part of their lives like it's not as big of a part of our lives as it we had a whole college class on how aids was transmitted and how the disease um you know mutates and they can't really cat they can't figure it out uh because it changes so much and and now they sort of have it nailed down. Now it's not eradicated, but it is not what it used to be. And you can get on, you know, I think meds. I think a lot of gay men are on like precautionary meds for it. Yeah, so prep. yeah, well, um, gay men aren't the prime demo for it anymore. No, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But they they get stigmatized for it still. Yeah. Like they still mm-hmm. can't give blood. I mean, it's so, cr- so it's so crazy. And like, there's a part of this where one of the guys is trying to get. Um, like a mortgage and they ask, and this is when, and I don't know if this was standard. I didn't do the research, but they asked like, are you gay? Like, have you ever been tested for HIV? Mm-hmm. Like not even have you tested positive. For a have mortgage? Ever... Yes. Well, if he dies, to... he can't pay back the loan. Right. Yes. That well, used to be on, I remember it being on, um, for medical forms. Yeah. Like they, sure. they could deny you because yeah. of HIV status. 
to go to the dentist. And it's so, the saddest part is, is when one of the guys, they realize that he has AIDS. It's not a spoiler because that's what the whole show is about. But, and this is earlier on, you know, probably around like 84, 85 or something. And they just lock him away. And he's Mm -hmm. not in London. He's in, I think he's in Wales, but they just lock him away. And they're like, this is what he has to do. And they have to like basically get a court Mm -hmm. order to get this kid out and to get his mom to to see him or visit him. Because, I mean, I get that they were scared. They had no idea what was going on, but it was just like the way that they do it. Like he basically brought it on himself, you know, like he, he he participated in Mm -hmm. these activities and it's just, it's, it was really sad, but it's really well done. I mean, it's a little soap opera, but it's well done and. I don't know. I enjoyed it. And there's some. Um, okay. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say Pose does a really good job of mm. of showing um, the AIDS epidemic in New York. Yeah. I mean, I think it just I heard somebody say one time, like, we'll never know the art. I mean, that's kind of a generic mm-hmm. thing, but the art that we missed out on because so many people died. There are a lot of corollaries. Discussion. Well, Fauci was <laughs> yeah. really yeah. involved in, in, yeah. the, the, in figuring out AIDS, too. Yeah. Um, but there I. I think I, I was guy. listening to NPR. What is he? Mm-hmm. Keeps changing his stupid mind. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I think I was listening to NPR yesterday, and they were talking about how um, the end of the pandemic is probably not going to be like okay, now it's over. Right. It'll probably be more like AIDS, where it 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 gets to become le- less of a deal, but it's still always going to be there in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like that's probably the most optimistic situation is that it's never going to end. It's just going to become a lot less deadly and a lot more understood. manageable. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was just thinking about the other, that the other day because I was doing my bloodborne pathogens training for work. Ah, fun. And mm-hmm. you know, Hep B, Hep C, HIV; mm-hmm. those are the ones they talked about. And I was thinking about how, when we were, as you said, Hillary, of that age, that was just a death sentence. It was, and yep. I still, in my brain, I kind of think about it that way. Yeah. And then when I saw on the slide, it was like manageable with medication. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. we never thought we'd get that. I think also, I mean, Meredith, you had not just your dad, but other gay people in your life. And it was even more oh, um, yeah. Yeah. hit home. Yeah. And I mean, there's a whole generation, probably people our age, um, gay men, they don't have anyone in the community to look up to. No. Yeah, no. there's a whole, like, yeah, generation, generation that's basically gone. A lot of my mm-hmm. dad's um, friends died in mm-hmm. the early 90s yeah. from it. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, when Magic Johnson announced his diagnosis, it was like, oh my God, he's going to die. Like, mm-hmm. yep. they, and I mean, obviously, it shows what money can do. Well, and most people can. did who didn't yeah. have his resources. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Magic Johnson um, and the guy from the real world. Yes, Pedro. Pedro. That really was like one of the first people I I knew, quote unquote, knew, you know, Mm -hmm. that that had AIDS. And And you were like, oh, they are people. (laughs) It's like Magic Johnson and Pedro put that face on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because early on, they really tried to get out the like, was it Ryan White? Was that his name? Yep. And like, oh, it's like, he's this, he didn't do anything wrong. Like, he didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. He just had a blood transfusion and... That's it. Like, he's an innocent victim of this. And it is scary. But but when you see people who, you know, did have sex, this is how they got it. Uh, but they're multidimensional good people, you know, that don't deserve this. That whatever sex they have is they're, you know, that's what they do. It's not, it was not a moral judgment. Anyway, it was good. I recommend it. <laughs> is yeah. it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, on actually slightly scarier um, subject, I watched this documentary mm-hmm. because I had heard it might be do- nominated for Best Documentary. It's called Boys State, and it's on Apple Plus. And um, it follows um, something that I didn't know. I had a couple of friends that were involved in this stuff, but 
I guess for the American Legion, they have boys state and they have girls state and all this group of boys that's focused on the one in Texas and they, they essentially have a camp and they get together and have two parties and kind of like to go through the electoral process of electing a governor and, you know, some other offices, which they don't do anything because it's just like kind of the end result. So it's like, okay, we just like showed us the political process. Sure. It's like an exercise in how it all works. Yes, exactly. And it is frightening. I would say, I would say, I don't like a lot of a group of boys altogether really stresses me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all of yeah. these boys, I will say, have been told their whole life that they're very smart. So, and these kids are like, in some way it's very impressive that they can organize enough to like do this process because in my head, teen boys are just like, you know, they're, they don't have any like interior life or anything. So they're beefus and butthead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So in some That's kind it, of my opinion. Too. <laughs> these are like kind of like debate kids, you know, they're very smart. They can talk really fast and spout off. Now, because it's Texas, kind of like what we were going back to before, they care a lot about abortion. That's something mm-hmm. that they talk about mm-hmm. a lot. These teen boys who have probably yep. never gotten laid talk a lot about abortion um, and talk a lot about gun rights. But it is very um, kind of allegorical for Texas. It's a good analogy for Texas because there are a mass of like a white blonde boys that are really conservative and making these impassioned speeches. But then strangely some people come up that are different you know that are kind of more liberal or whatever and liberalism is kind of I don't know it's uh, you know they don't really talk about like being a Republican or Democrat that much but it's like you can tell the ones that are not so down for for you know the second amendment or whatever it just is really interesting um I don't know it's but it's creepy but also like are these the young leaders of America because Ugh. they're mm-hmm. they're being trained to be there's a lot of Ben Shapiro's and there a lot Oof. of Ben Shapiro's in there um but I in ter- like I th- I found it both very scary but also weirdly intriguing and emotional kind of at the end so I don't know I recommend it and it might be nominated who knows but I I I I, I thought it was it, yeah, it was like unsettling. You know, in between your rewatches of Spotlight, <laughs> I know, <laughs> fun, relaxing entertainment. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna go on to the shameless Amazon plug of the week, but first, I have an update. I found it, Dr. Mary Claire King. The year she worked for Ralph Nader, she studied the effects of pesticides on farmers. Oh, so, you know. Oh. <laughs> NBD, just that. No. Um, all right. So my shameless Amazon plug of the week. Guys, I've really been getting into crystals lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I read about those. No, actually, I purchased two pounds of isomalt crystals from Amazon uh, last week. Uh, isomalt crystals are a special kind of sugar that has a lower melting temperature because... Ooh. I'm really into it on the gingerbread project now. Oh, you're oh, still doing it. Well, we haven't seen March. updated pictures. <laughs> I know. I said I was going to do one every month, and then I forgot February until almost the uh, end of the month. So yeah. I'm going to do two in March. But um, you use isomalt a lot when you want to make sugar glass. Like Ooh, sugar that, that looks like glass. Anytime they do it in the Great British Baking Show, where they do something glassy it's isomalt so lower melting point and then you can uh, tint it and my 
um, March 1 project, March A, let's put it that way, I decided to make a gingerbread stained glass window. So I cut out all the bits. Not that much. It's pretty simple because I think I don't know enough to make a, you know, Jesus and the 12 apostles or whatever (laughs) in my gingerbread stained window. But I uh, did that. So I baked the gingerbread. Um, It turned out great. But unfortunately, when it dried, it bowed a little bit in the center and raised up off the sheet a little bit. So I can't do the isomalt with that because if I pour in liquid isomalt, it'll just like seep underneath it and spread out Mm. because there's air down there. So I have to rebake it. I made more gingerbread today. So now I have the isomalt crystals. I can do different colored stained glass and um, I shall tell you how it turns out. That's so cool. I want pictures. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. I'm glad it wasn't real crystals. (laughs) Go charge them. (laughs) I just assumed it was some sort of meth that we didn't know about. Hey, that's like what they used to, can use to make them blue meth and Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. I bet they did. I bet they did. (laughs) All right. I'm doing some housekeeping. Um, Buy some stuff um, at our website, theshowhaseverything.com. Click the shop button and rate and review us on where you get your podcasts. And then um, the tip, I don't remember who gave us this tip, but it's a good one. You can add our uh, um, Amazon link to your home screen. So when you're shopping, you can click on it. I believe that was listener Renee. Thank you, Renee. Renee. My twin. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Get involved. The website is thisshowhaseverything.com. You can also use throwyourphone.com, which you can also like sell us some marketing tips. Martinez, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Don't uh, take our domain names. <laughs> we didn't authorize it. Uh, join the Facebook group. It is lots and lots of fun. The show Twitter <laughs> is at TC Show Sunday. I'm just going to go in and I don't know. I'll post like QAnon stuff there or something just to see if y'all are <laughs> listening. Um, <laughs> email us at tshe at 10710.com. Send us a voice memo. We haven't gotten one in a little bit, so I want them. Uh, Back swabby your butt at 617-354-8513. And thanks for joining us, y'all. That was not everything about women's health. Nope. And, like Not even close. We can talk more about costs. We can talk... I, it, it cost me $6,000 to have a baby with insurance and not, that's not a C-section. So like we could dip into more of that. I think we could talk about BMI for like four episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, tune back. Maybe, maybe next March we'll, we'll swoop back in on this. To <laughs> next time Bobby has something else to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was everything for now. Thanks y'all. Well, I ain't cute and I ain't clean, but I can't sing what I don't mean. No, I can't Cause I'm a human being I ain't no vegetable plant Something's wrong, let me explain I know all kinds of sisters in all kinds of pain 